I'm just keeping it in America for right now. Um, but uh, uh, with America's lifestyle, where do you, where do you see America in, let's say, 20 years? Let, let's do some what ifs here. Where where do you see America if we keep the same pathway? You know what I'm saying? Keep up our current lifestyle of fast food and and these different things. Where do you see uh, us in 20 years? Uh, it, it's not going to be well. Uh, mm. There's a lot of different things that are happening now. You yeah. know, the, the quality of uh, like, let, let's say like with me, I just had a child, you know, he's an eight month old. And so if I had not been eating appropriately, my sperm would have been weak mm. or it have been genetically inferior. So as men, when you're eating food, it affects the, the, the type or the quality of your sperm. Mm. And that's a big problem. And that's the main thing. So we're creating genetically deficient or weaker children by not being healthy. Mm. So lifestyle plays a big part into how things are going to look in the future. You know, when you think about the quality of water, because I'm big on water intake. When you think about the quality of water that we have now and the different types of chemicals that are being put in the water, that's also contributing to a lot of different things that's going on in America, particularly homosexuality. Mm. There's okay. a chemical, AstraZeneca, that's being put in the water. And so, you know, the reason why I brought that up is because we're going to see a spike in homosexual behavior. Okay. Or what we would call in the natural health community, the, the mental illness of homosexuality due to a biochemical imbalance because of that AstraZeneca that's being put into the water. So it's making young men, like it did with the frogs, it's making young men produce more estrogen instead of testosterone. Hmm. And making okay. young women produce more testosterone instead of estrogen. So they're having this feeling of, I feel like I'm a boy. I'm growing more facial hair. You know, my, my breasts are not developing as much as they, they should. Because the fat is being distributed differently because her body is producing more testosterone instead of estrogen. So it's not going to tell the body produce the fat here, produce the fat in the hips and in the butt. You know, it's going to say, you know, produce it in the biceps and in the triceps or in the quads and in the hamstrings and the calf muscles. You know, so uh, as a nation, you know, the the men, we're producing, uh, we're, we have weak sperm. Yeah. The quality yeah. of sperm is down. The water that we're taking, it's, it has the AstraZeneca in it. The food that we're eating is laden with steroids. And, and those are uh, hormones that they're putting in the chickens, in the cows to force them to grow faster than they normally would. So when you eat those hormones, those are just instructions, as you know, for the body to follow. So if I'm giving this chicken hormones and it's telling this chicken to develop faster than it should and not mm. eat this chicken that has these hormones, what instructions are my body receiving from the food that I'm eating? Grow faster. Okay. We, we look at the life expectancy of a cow or of a chicken or of a horse or something. We outlive them. Why? Because we're supposed to grow slower than they do. Mm. But you see these young girls, they're 10. They're starting their menstrual cycles. They shouldn't be doing that at that age. They're mm. developing breasts. You know, some of them have very deep voice. They'd be like, what up, bro? It shouldn't be like that. You know, so <laughs> in 20 years, if we continue on the path that we're going down now, yeah, and yeah. you can look at the numbers and see the life expectancy is going to be 30. 
Mm. Okay, so it's gonna okay. we're, we'll get down to where it's about you know fifteen a fifteen year old that'll be mid age. Mm. Get to where our life expectancy will it will greatly decrease, and yeah. we continue like we are. Mm. Okay, okay, and all right, the couple of things I definitely heard before, but I want to dive into one thing you mentioned with the water. Oh, yes, interesting. I haven't heard that before. Let's talk about that. With the water, with the water. I'm just curious. Why? Why is that the case? Why are they doing that? Who who is what what company is doing it? Or or yeah, what what's the reasoning behind it? That's all that's what I'm curious about with the water. It with the differences it have you mentioned before. Yes, yeah, so uh there was a professor and he he's a professor or he was a professor in california i think it was ucla okay i was trying to pull him up but what he did was he he was doing a study uh there's a company uh i think it, the company is called astrazeneca if i'm not mistaken and what what they were doing was they wanted him to study the effects of their products and what they were doing, so uh, what what he did was he started to look at the frogs. And so he noticed that the male frogs began to produce eggs, and they're not supposed to be able to do that, just like the female frogs. And he noticed that they even started to exhibit homosexual behaviors. Mm, okay. And so what he concluded in his research was, was that their products have the ability to effeminize men. Mm. Or make them feel like and display the behaviors that we associate with homosexuality. Mm. Okay. Now, the why, without getting into conspiracy theories, which is not a bad thing, but the why, I mean, you know, uh, I would assume it would be population control. Because even though we, we do eat really bad and uh, the life expectancy is going down, you see a high rate of uh diabetes uh obesity and such mm-hmm. we're more informed and we're more willing to do something about it than previous generations mm. so i think that is just a method of control honestly that's really what i believe and i think that it would be for population control okay because it's harder to deal with 200,000 uh chemists so what mm. we need to do is we need to make those numbers go down to from 100% to 11 because if everybody understood chemistry the way you did, a lot of things wouldn't be the way that they are right now mm. because we would be more privy to what's going on. We would look at the food at the grocery store and be like, why would they put this chemical in there? Mm. You know, and this is what it does to the body. I'm not putting that in my body, you know, mm. people are aware. And I think so that's, that's just my opinion. Mm. I think that mm. it, purposes of control whether it's population control mental control um you know that's what i believe that it's for mm-hmm. population but it's a form okay. of control when it okay. comes to the water okay okay all right um all right so let's talk about um all right so in america lifestyle is impacting a lot mm-hmm. um what I'm just curious, what do you think uh we have to do um to change that? 
Because um, in this case, we could talk about America, but specifically, you know, let's say let's talk about our community. Let's talk about the black community. Um, Absolutely. Why why is it so hard to push health? You know what I'm saying? Because I I was when when I was health coaching and trying to basically, as you mentioned, lifestyle. Lifestyle is key. You know what I'm saying? Literally, if you have the wrong lifestyle, that's going to impact everything you do. And when I was definitely when I changed my lifestyle, I, I literally felt the best I ever felt in my life. Um, when I started eating healthier, working now more, and then really all those things impacted my mind, you know what I'm saying, at the same time. So what? why do you think it's a pushback? But more so, what is the solution? If, if there is a solution, right? What, what can we do to change this? Okay. So uh, I, I believe, like I said, it's, We've been introduced to ideas that were not our own. Uh, how we how we view our body, uh, the way that we relate to food, what our relationship to food is, you know, yeah. what food is for. We kind of have like a one of my teachers said uh, his name is Dr. Africa. He said that we have like a slave master mentality when it comes to our food. Okay. I'm going to eat this food and it's going to do this for my body. Okay. You know, I'm going to take this in. It's going to do that for me. It's a take, take, take relationship. When there's a there a part of us being natural, if you will, we're supposed to give. Because you only can take in so much until your cup gets full. There's a necessity for giving. And so uh, I think there's so much pushback because of the amount of ignorance that's in our community. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of proponents for health. And what I mean by that is you we know about the food deserts. Yeah. You know, how is it that I can go to, you know, um, maybe the south side of town or I can even go to um, the east side of town and I'll see Reezers. You know, I'll see natural grocers. I'll see Aldi's. I'll see Sprouts. But then when I go out north, I'll see Warehouse Market. I'll see Dollar General. I'll see Family Dollar, you know, and and you may see uh, like there is one that's Oasis, but that's the only one. And it's if people don't have the means to travel, they're going to be stuck going to Dollar General, uh, mm. Family Dollar and maybe Warehouse Market, which they have. a They do have produce there, but it's low quality. Mm. It's not the highest quality produce. And the reason why it's not is not because the people at the store are ordering the worst stuff. No, it's because the people in the area, they don't turn over as fast because the people are not buying it as much. Mm. So they're going to get low quality because they don't buy as much as the people in these other neighborhoods. So our problem is, you know, we, we're just culturalists. We don't have our own culture. So since we don't, what we do is we, we, we say culture vultures, but we partake in every culture. You don't see Chinese people coming to get your fried chicken. You don't. They don't eat soul food. They won't eat if, if China's not on that plate. Same thing with the essays. Some of them do. Most of them, the traditional ones, they're not about to eat your fried chicken and your Kool-Aid and your pickles. They're not about to do that. What they're going to eat is they're going to eat their tacos and burritos and quesadillas and escabeche. They're going to eat that stuff. When you look at your Iranians, your Arabs, they have their own food. Because again, it's it's all culture. The medicine is culture, bro. The food that we eat is culture. Our lifestyle is culture. Mm. 
So Amen. we adhere to other people's cultures. We dress like other cultures. We try to act like other cultures. So we eat like other cultures. We'll eat Chinese food. We'll eat Spanish food. We'll eat Mexican food. We'll eat uh, Iranian food. We'll eat Sudanese food. We'll eat all of these other foods. But, you know, we won't learn about what we used to eat. And then why it's beneficial for our bodies and then take that into consideration as we're partaking in food. Because how it used to be, we used to believe that food was an activity where we had communication with God. It was mm. eating was a spiritual activity. It wasn't just I'm going to sit down, eat this real quick and I'm going to go about my business. No, we didn't do that. We sat down with the family. You know, plates are round. They're not square. That round plate. That in Africa, that was a symbol for Ra, the god of the sun. Okay. Dang. Boom. That was a symbol for the moon god. So you have the plate, the sun god, the spoon, the moon god, and the fork represented family. That's why I didn't have three prongs that had four. And that was for Isis and a bunch of other different uh, deities. But it was a spiritual activity. We, we deemed it to be our fellowship or communication with God. It's not like that no more. Mm. So we wouldn't have been gluttonous. See what I'm saying? And knowing about what the body needs, we know that, you know, different people, they have a different amount of cells in their body. So there's anywhere between 50 to 153 trillion cells in the human body. Each cell needs oxygen and nutrients. And there's fluid, they call it interstitial fluid, that the cell will sit in. And then it's extracellular fluid. So these two fluids have a mineral balance that they have to maintain. And so we knew about that stuff. So we ate foods that was beneficial for our bodies. Hmm. And so when we ate, when it was beneficial for us, in our minds, we were saying this is how we communicate with God. Hmm. Hmm. Or even maintain that communication based on the food that we ate. Mm. And so since we've lost our culture, we've lost our way of life. We also lost that communication with God by way of eating. So we only think about ourselves when we eat. We don't think about our bodies. We only think about what may taste good to us. Mm. And that's the problem. So I think that, you know, that level of ignorance is what's causing the disconnect between how we should relate to food. Mm. Because of the disconnect, we have a lot of issues with our body because since we've disconnected from our culture and we can recreate a different culture. It doesn't have to be like, we have to be African. We got to eat what our, we got to eat foo foo. And it, it doesn't have yeah. to be like that. Yeah. We have the ability to create our own culture, but yeah. we need to. So since we haven't, we're adhering to other cultures, their ideologies and their relationship to food. So we're having the same illnesses that they're having. Mm. Look at cultures that adopt American culture. And then you can see the type of diseases that they have. Every culture has certain diseases attached to it based on their lifestyle and what they eat. And so a lot of uh, different countries, they're accepting, you know, uh, the American way of life. So they're dying the American death. Mm -hmm. Hypertension, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, liver, uh, you know, liver issues, uh, mm -hmm. gallbladder issues. They can't mm. really reproduce that well. A lot of abortions, all of that stuff, bro. So yeah, yeah it all plays. But I think for our community, that's really what it is for those, uh, the Africans in America and the yeah. diaspora, as they would say, you know, we're suffering from uh, a process called acculturation. 
and we're not, we, we're just lost. We're eating whatever, doing whatever, because we don't have a standard to do different. Mm. Okay. 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 Um, so what, what do we do about it? It, it yeah. would, the first thing, of course, would be education. Okay. You know, we have to educate ourselves. And then after we educate ourselves, we have to take our health serious. Yeah. You know, we have to know how important we are. We have to take it serious because if we don't, then we won't do better, you know, because we won't know better. And that's the only way we're really going to be able to do better is by knowing better. So if if I see myself helping you or being a productive member of society, like we talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, if, I, if I learned how uh, good, not just how my body feels, but how more efficient my body can become if I ate the right things. Mm-hmm. How much more of a provider I can be because I won't have to sleep eight hours a day. I'll get more energy mm-hmm. and I can do more. I won't be as uh, foggy minded. I'll be more clear minded during the day. I won't suffer from midday fatigue. I won't need coffee to stimulate my adrenal glands so I could produce energy. It's It'll all be natural. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know these things, then I can begin to implement them. And then for the people who do know, you know, we need to be more patient. You know, we got to understand Africans in America are hard headed, bro. We are hard headed and we are stiff neck. So we're going to be like, you ain't coming for my fried chicken. I ain't giving up my granny greens and you better not put your hands on my dressing from Thanksgiving. So we it's 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 the teachers, bro. You know, we have to make it to where it's exciting. You know, uh, we got to make it to where it's it's. Um, they can experience it, but it's it's culturally relevant. We got to make eating good sexy. You hear me? That's what we got to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So we got to mm-hmm. make it fun. Like I saw how you did it. You know how you introduced the children to uh, the nitrogen. And I saw them. They were having a bar. They was jumping around running. I saw you. You was getting them active. I was like, that's what we got to do. We got to make it interesting because that's mm-hmm. how we learn. We're rhythmic. You know, we're, we're rhythm-based people. You know, we never sat down and learned in classes. We were always moving and uh, touching with our hands. And there was always a rhythm that we used to teach ourselves with. We got to go back to that. And when we do, like how you was doing, I saw in your videos, like how you were doing with the children, that's what's going to make it to where it's interesting and, and people are going to want to move and change and do that. Mm. And, you know, you brought up a good point. Um Ignorance, man. That's a. That's what I think. That's definitely a, the key summary of everything is ignorance. And people say ignorance is bliss, but it's just like it, you know, that's not always a good thing. You know, what I'm saying sure. in this case. Um, but it, that then that leads us to education. Um, which, which in this case, I, I'm curious. Um, can can you talk more about your your company and everything that you're doing here, just to tell the people how are you educating the people? With what you're doing now, because I think you're exactly right. If you have that education, that's going to lead you to more exposure. And once you're exposed, you're no longer ignorant. So you have no reason to continue the lifestyle you are in. So what what can tell the people about your uh, your company and everything like that? Okay, so uh, health formation, what I do is, you know, we empower the mind to transform the body. So what we do is we use. Uh, the basic tenets of health, there are 12 of them. 
And so we teach about nutrition, you know, what the body needs, why the body needs it and how to go about putting it into the body. We teach about water, why water is important, why it was created and what it's actually for. And then we show you the difference between H2O and H3O2 because there's a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've heard our body is 60 percent water. That's not true. It's not H2O flowing around in our body. It's H3O2. Like I said, the cells, they sit in mineral water, sodium, potassium, chloride, uh, calcium, and magnesium. They sit oh, in that. Yeah. And that brings the nutrients and minerals to it. It allows uh, waste to leave the cell. So it sits in this fluid. That's not what is in H2O. Two different uh, consistencies here in fluids. So, you know, we teach about water the and. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. That's that chemistry. So when we look and you learn about those different things, so we, we teach about them. We teach about spirituality. We also teach about, you know, alternative techniques, you know, when it comes to uh, breathing and how important air is, because we know that there is, uh, there's oxygen when we breathe in and we know about the process of photosynthesis and how the plants give off a waste and that waste is beneficial for us and we give off a waste that's beneficial for them. Well, we also know that there's glucose in the air too. So you have water and there's glucose in the air. Your cells need glucose in order to do the functions that they do. And your cells prefer to use glucose, certain cells. So with that in mind, when you take on a certain type of breathing exercise, you afford yourself more oxygen. So you're giving your cells more glucose. The beautiful thing about it is it doesn't have to be broken down. Hmm. So when it comes in, it's already in its simplest form. So when hmm. you breathe in through your nose, you have hairs, you know, they filter it. And when you hold your breath for three seconds, then you breathe out, you're getting glucose from that. So they call it angstroms of energy. You know, when people are running, if you do like they call it high intensity interval training, when you yeah. do that kind of training, you take in, I think it's like 3000 angstroms of energy and you feel more revitalized because your cells, you're giving them more oxygen to work with, more glucose to work with versus when you're just sitting down like we are and you're not doing a certain kind of breathing. You know, like how babies breathe. They breathe with their stomach and not their chest because you get more air like that. So, you know, we teach about the principles of health. We also teach about herbology. Um, you know, we have classes uh, where we go over different things. And as I'm uh, walking into becoming a naturopathic doctor, I'm changing the curriculum. And I'm putting in newer things. So uh, if you go to uh, healthformation.com, You'll find some of those things. We do have a subscription-based service, but I'm thinking about uh, removing that and just making it free. Mm. Especially like for your subscribers. So if there are people uh, who do subscribe to Dr. De uh, Dr. J's channel, uh, if you do go to the uh, podcast and you listen, you know, we'll come up with a promo code or something like that to where we'll make it free for you. Because it's not about making the money. You know, yeah. it's about getting... Yeah information out there so yeah. we teach yeah. health. Uh, what i'm doing currently is i have a, a health center at a church it's called zion's gate ministries and so i'm working with other churches we're going to create centers of health where you're going to come in uh you will meet with a some type of holistic practitioner and they're they're going to be uh, maybe a herbalist they can be an acupuncturist but we want to make it to where uh, these things are available 
uh, to different communities, especially to the black community. Because mm. we don't have naturopathic doctors here in North Tulsa. We don't have any nowhere. Mm. You know, some and I'm friends with them. We have a network, but they're not here. They're in Sand Springs. They're, they may be in Bigsby or Broken Arrow, but we don't have any here. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get naturopathic practitioners here. I want to teach and train people to become naturopathic practitioners here and even develop a curriculum to where we can create our own doctors in our community. Mm. It doesn't matter the race, you know, white, black, Mexican, but we still need to have doctors that look like us because yeah. we know about our culture. We know about the issues that we're having. It's easier for me to tell you one black man to another brother. I know the fried chicken is popping. You may like the pork chops. I remember how good they used to be. I know what you're going to give up, but because I did it, you can do it and it'll make you feel better. Mm. It's easier for me to say that to you brother to brother versus me being a different ethnicity because I, I don't know about soul food. I don't know about big grandma's cooking. I don't know about the holidays and how important food is to our culture. I don't know about that stuff. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a have the best way possible to be able to help you to get off of that. You know? Mm. So that's what we do with health formation. And okay. I partner, with, uh, uh, my cousin, uh, her name is I Turi. She does Sakasi's. Uh, she has a lot of products. You know, she does tinctures and um, tea. She does soaps, body baths or bombs. She does a lot of different naturopathic beard oils, all of that stuff. Stuff mm. for the dread, you know, the shine that you may see coming from the waves. <laughs> her products. So, yeah. uh, you know, I work with other uh, people in the community as well. So Sakasi, that's one person I work with. Um, so, yeah. So that's what we do at Health Formation. Okay, cool. All right. And so for for somebody that is interested, right, in, in going this pathway, if they want to be a, a, a natural pathetic uh, doctor, let's talk about give the steps, if you don't mind, as far as like where do you go to school, right? What, what do you do, right? What programs do you need to get into? to actually become this, you know, if you're not in this area or say you're listening to this in a whole nother country and, and you don't have these needs, where's the first place you should go? And then how should you continue your journey to ultimately becoming this? That's a good question. So uh, what I would say, what you would do is because our journeys will be different. Mm -hmm. Just know that if you got into herbology, it will lead you into the path of being a natural doctor anyway. If you got into acupuncture, it's going to lead you into the path of being a natural doctor anyway. Uh, if you became a health coach, it can potentially lead you into the path of becoming a natural doctor anyway. So just take the first step. If you are interested about health, if you know somebody who you love and care about that is suffering from some type of illness, even if even if you if even if they are on a deathbed and you can just improve their quality of life, it will be worth learning. Because it's a generational tool that you can pass on. Yeah. And it's also a tool that you can use to create wealth with. Because sickness, unfortunately, illness is a very profitable industry. Mm. Unfortunately. So I would say, depending on where you are, um, find a, a naturopathic practitioner in your area. You mm -hmm. know, and, and inquire for them. Hey, uh, where did you get started? What school did you go to? You know, how did your journey begin? Mine began with herbology. The first thing I ever did was I took herbology. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that taught me how to make the different products, you know, how to make teas, how to make tinctures, how to make capsules, you know, how to make uh, a lot of different things, creams for the body, how to make lotion, how to make toothpaste, how to make uh, my own hygienic products, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Because um, so you're right. You told me about um, you was what is it? You was making candy. You was making yes. candy, too. And, and, and it's all natural, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we like for my children, and this is a hack for the parents. You can make your own melatonin gummies. You know, so if you have children, uh, you know, that are they they may have a chemical imbalance. They may be a little bit uh, hyperactive instead of giving them pharmaceutical medicine. You yeah. can make stuff for them. So one of the things I do with my kids, you know, at, after five, we stop the electronics. Okay. So that'll help them to be able to calm down because there's different things that come from blue light and stuff like that. And so we'll, we may give them melatonin gummies. Okay. And all it does is it'll help their parasympathetic uh, nervous system to be able to secrete melatonin. That's all it does. So your body's already going to do it. You're designed to be able to produce melatonin after 5 p.m. So all we do is give them the gummies and it helps their body produce that. That's all it does. So it doesn't have, they won't wake up the next day sluggish or anything like that. So we, that's one of the hacks that we do. You know, we don't give them sugar after a certain period of time. They only consume uh, different types of sugar. They don't eat white sugar, um, different things like that. So um, yeah, when you did I answer, I want to make sure I answered your question. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely uh, tapped in there. What, what, um, what I'm curious about now hearing you and everything is, who who is your biggest aspiration like um to to even get into this uh my biggest aspiration was um or inspiration uh, excuse me yeah 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 who who who, who, who definitely who I aspired to be like yeah okay so my biggest inspiration for getting into this is my family it's my biggest mm-hmm. inspiration you know we we're going to change what they will call hereditary disease yeah so what I'm doing with my children is they're 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 completely different than everybody else's kids. And I want to show that uh, what what doctors say is hereditary is not. It's not hereditary. It's your genes. They do come loaded, but lifestyle pulls the trigger as to what's expressed. Mm-hmm. So but I believe by changing the expression of the lifestyle. I mean, by changing the lifestyle, the expression of the genes will be different. And I'm going to show that with my children. They're going to be an example for other children, you know? Uh, So that's my biggest uh, uh, inspiration right now is my children. Now I aspire to be like George Washington Carver. Okay. Okay. Like you get one of your podcasts and you're saying, Hey, did you know the peanut butter was made by him? But that wasn't the only thing that he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing they want to give them credit for when it comes to, you know, extracting and and when it comes to what we have our system of medicine right now, as mm-hmm. it pertains to extracting properties or certain chemical uh, phytochemicals from plants. That was George Washington Carver. He's the one that came up with that. So if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have that aspect of pharmacia where we're going to take the poppy seed and extract the opium out of it and concentrate it and turn that into a medicine. That was George Washington Carver that did that first. So I was just like, wow, he did a lot. You know, he did a lot at a time where, you know, it was Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so, you know, he, a lot of, there's a lot, but yeah, George Washington Carver, he's one of the many. Mm-hmm. He's one of the, so, so yeah, he's one, uh, of course I'm a believer. So Yeshua HaMashiach, he, he's definitely a source, uh, of aspiration. Um, you know, and even you, and I wanted to tell you that, bro. And I, I gotta give you your flowers, bro, because you know, all of the hard work that you put in and what it is that you're doing, even like I talked to you about my kids and, you know, coming there and doing demonstrations and stuff, I can point them to you, you know, and I want to be that for other people's children as well. We Mm -hmm. have men who are alive right now. It ain't just George Washington Carver, it's Dr. J, you know, maybe Dr. Charles later on down the line, but you too, you're a source of inspiration for me as well. Because I've I've taken, I've had a chance to meet you, talk with you. You're a down-to-earth man, but you're very intelligent, you know, but you don't use your $20 words on me. You know what I'm saying? We just have casual conversation and, you know, you you I learn a lot from you. So you're one of the sources, too, and I, I wanted to tell you that, bro. Man, that's, uh, appreciate that, man. I that definitely, uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, thank you, thank you, because uh, it, what what all I want to do, man, is just to make sure that we are exposed to as much as we can be. You know what I'm saying? If that's me, if that's you, you know what I'm saying? The reason why, you know, just to bring you on and to tell people about this other alternate life that you can have, you know what I'm saying? Because we can only be exposed to one thing. And if we're lifestyle exposes us to that only one lifestyle, what else do we have to be? We have no choice but to be that lifestyle, right? So if you show that alternate path, you know what I'm saying? That can create new possibilities. And that's the goal here as far as what we trying to do here. Don't be scared. So that appreciate that, man. I definitely appreciate that. Um, quick question. What what has been the hardest part then about your journey? I'm um, going this path, right? What what has been the hardest part about your journey and how did you overcome that then? Um, I think uh for me, so when I do go to these uh, you know, you go to sprouts, you see a bunch of older people. When I go to these classes, it's a bunch of older people and they're just like, what, what are you doing? You supposed to be like on a video game or, you know, doing something else. Why are you in here, young man? And I'll share with them my story and what happened with the surgery and stuff like that. And they're just like, wow. So uh, for me, it's been uh, being the youngest face in there. Mm. And so sometimes they may not take me serious because they're mm. like, well, why are you in here? We, I have, you know pancreatic cancer. That's why I'm in here. So I'm learning so I can use this stuff on myself. I'm the grandmother. I want to use this on my grandchildren, stuff like that. But then they see me in there, you know, they're like, what are you doing? You know? Mm, yeah. So that's, and, um, you know, just everything that comes with it, you know, talking to some, some of the brothers and the sisters, like I said, stiff neck and hard head. So, you know, having to deal with that, but uh, that's been the hardest part um, for me is just some of the the flack that I'm getting back in, the, uh, you know, being the only brother in the room sometime. It's just that. But the way I've over the what I'm doing to overcome it actively is I'm thinking about my children. You know, mm. I'm thinking about 30 years from now, how the world is going to be if mm. somebody don't do something. Mm. And I know I'm not alone, but I'm definitely going to play my part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play my part. So uh, that's how I, uh, that's what's causing me to be able to get over it. I'll deal with the comments. Oh, you plant-based. You don't eat meat, bro. You're going to be scrawny. And I'm like, bro, check the guns, bro. 
I got an eight pack up under here. I'm 160, you know what I'm saying? I'm not skin and bones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know how to work though. So having to deal with all of that, you know, um, it's a lot. Mm. But it's it's worth it because I know I know what it's gonna translate into. I know mm. the schools that we're gonna build because of it. I know that we're gonna have something different than a hospital. We're gonna have a wellness clinic as big as St. John's Medical Center. You know, mm. that's what the goal is. So it's it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I love that because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're trying to change generations here. And um, the yeah. stuff that you're teaching and doing in the community is changing lives and generations uh, just from, you know, the testimonies I've heard and stuff like that. So I I, I, I know it's going to happen. Let's just say that it's going to happen. Let's say it's, it will happen. Um, so a couple of different things I just want to end off uh, before we head out. Um what 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 advice would you give to two two parts here um so what advice would you give to someone trying to reach their goals and health um what advice can you give them so uh the advice i would give them i would say get an accountability partner you know, it, it's always easier with somebody who can keep you accountable. So, you know, if you do, like, let's say you have weight goals you want to reach, don't do it by yourself. You know, get a friend. And even if it's somebody who's already healthy, you know, get a friend, somebody who you could talk to, somebody who can keep you accountable. Because, you know, anytime you have two things like in chemistry, it's just not the atom by itself. You have the protons and the neutrons that are around it. So you see... At the smallest uh, particle of life, the smallest thing is is not by itself. So, you know, I, I wouldn't go about doing it by myself. So I would say, if you're trying to reach your health goals, I would say find somebody who could go on a journey with you. Because mm. mm. if you get weak and you feel like falling, they're going to be there to pick you up and vice versa. And then when you think about it, you know, pain shared is cut in half. Mm. But joy shared is multiplied. You're going to have mm. painful moments in your journey and you're going to need somebody to share that pain with. Mm. And you're going to have your ups too. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have that joy. And when you share with that person, your accountability partner is going to be multiplied. Your health is going to be multiplied because not only did you get healthy when you brought your accountability partner on with you, they got healthier as well. Mm. And whoever's attached to them, they'll see that and you've created new possibilities for other people to get healthy like that. So that's the first thing I would say is get an accountability partner. Hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah, it just speaks to community, right? You you Absolutely. get that community going and you get that support system and and then you can definitely, you know what I'm saying, keep pushing through. Um, love that. Um, so where can the people find you at? Um, how can we get in contact with you if you want to learn more? Uh, you won't be able to find me. I don't do contact. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what I'm doing is I am creating a uh, Instagram page. Uh, if you type in Charles Williams on Instagram, you'll see me pop up. And I do a bunch of other different things on there, but I want to specialize in, you know, these different uh, things that we've been talking about and create videos and stuff like that. That'll go more into detail about some of the topics that we talked about, like Isaac B. Hayes, he's the guy that's the professor in California that did the study on the 
uh, frogs and stuff like that and talk more about that um, and different things like that. But what you can do is you can go to healthformation.com and, and that's the website and you will find all of the resources on there as it pertains to health and what it is that uh, we offer. So if you go to healthformation.com, you can find me on there uh, and, and see what it is that we have to offer so far. Um, and like I said, I will create an Instagram page and um, hopefully, you know, we could we could definitely do it again. Just pick one thing and, you know, yeah. like that, apply the scientific method to it, you know, do some observing, do some analyzing and do, then do some experimenting and uh, give your audience, you know, something else, you know, so. Now, I would love that, man. I would love for you to come back on again and definitely dive deeper into one of these topics. Uh, I just let you know I'm very interested in uh, the the energy flow you mentioned with acupuncture. So that's definitely something I, I, I like to dive more into. Uh, but thank you so much for being on today. Like it was literally a pleasure just to learn more about you and just to inform the people um, about a new life that you can have. You know what I'm saying? That's the key thing here. It's a new life that is attainable. You know what I'm saying? And now you're exposed to it. So think about if you want to Continue that old lifestyle because what we learned today is it's all about lifestyle. Um, Absolutely. Thank you so much, Charles, for being on. And uh, I will catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to this episode of Don't Be Scared. We hope you found this discussion valuable, helpful, and informative. You can reach us through our website, social media, or by leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform. Five stars, y'all. And don't forget to check out our resources and services at Don't Be Scared.